Questions are all around us. Learn. Why is liquid cold? Learn. What is maths? Learn. Why does this Ow. hurt? Learn. What is the enlightenment? I don't know. And now, thanks to the University of Auckland, it's time to ready, steady, learn. It is indeed, and this morning in the studio we've got Finbar Argus, who is a postdoctoral research fellow at the Auckland Bioengineering Institute, and Finbar just uh, recently graduated with his PhD from the University of Auckland. Kia ora Finbar, how are you? G'day, I'm great, thank you very much for having me. Oh, nice to have you up here, congratulations on getting it done, how does it feel? Thank you very much, it feels fantastic. Now tell us a wee bit about your research, you've been looking into how the heart and circulatory system are controlled by the brain, that sounds really interesting, what sort of sent you down this path? Yeah, so I always had an interest in computational modelling from undergrad, so I uh, went to the ABI and I got a love for physiology and a love for trying to make computers solve the mathematical problems which represent physiological processes. Whoa, that sounds awesome. So you came from mechanical engineering into biomechanical, is that right? Or uh, yeah, yeah. Me- mechanical into bioengineering, yeah. That bioengineering, mean. And so where where did the computer processing part of that come in? From an outsider's perspective, how does that all sort of knit together? Um, effectively, when the mathematical problems get too hard or they would take too long to solve, yep. you can get the computer to solve them. Um, because it can do a lot of operations really quickly. That's awesome and must be very useful when you're trying to do really complicated stuff around the very complicated processes of the brain and the body as well. Exactly, yeah. It's um, completely essential when it gets to these uh, tougher problems. So what what especially were you trying to work out with your research? What were you particularly looking at? I'm trying to figure out... So I'm trying to create what we'd call uh, a digital twin. So there's a big thing at the Auckland Bioengineering Institute I'm trying to create digital twins, which is a computational model which represents what's happening physiologically in a patient. Cool. Um, so I'm trying to create one of them for the circulatory system and including how the circulatory system is controlled um, by the brain. And so what kind of applications would that eventually have or hopefully have? So you could have um, a prediction to a certain treatment in the hospital. So if you have a treatment like taking out a blood clot or installing a mechanical valve in the heart, then you want to know how the patient is going to react. Mm. So ideally in the future we could have a computational model where we could try these treatments or try lots of different treatments and see how the uh, virtual patient responds and then choose the one that where the patient responds the best. That's awesome. And where where in that sort of timeline is this type of modelling at at the moment? Are you able to use it in a in a real world sense yet, or is it still in that hypothetical kind of creation process stage? There are simple models that are used clinically. Um, exa- for example, there's research in mechanical ventilation where there's simple models that can be used to um, better predict the mechanical ventilation or the optimum pressures for mechanical ventilation. Um, The more complex full body models, uh, which is what the ABI is very interested in, Mm -hmm. uh, are probably a little bit further away, although some of my colleagues would say, would probably argue with that and say that it's getting pretty close. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) They can uh, can have a chat with you around the, you know, cup of coffee later and say, I don't like what you said about that. We can do that right now. Uh, You were looking in your PhD at using energy conserving methods. What does that mean and what ways were you applying that? 
Um, so when you have different computational models, so say you have a model for the circulatory system mm -hmm. and a model for the heart, when you couple the two together, there can sometimes be loss in um, energy or loss in uh, the blood volume, mm -hmm. which you don't want no. because that's not happening physiologically. So right. I was coming up with methods to try to make sure that those leakages don't happen. So what kind of work does that require from you? Is it a coding thing? What's the what's the sort of process you have to do to work on that? Yeah, there's a bit of coding in it and there's kind of, for my PhD, I had to do like mathematical proofs to prove that the um, system that I'm solving is going to be conserving energy. True, that sounds so interesting. So what's the next sort of step for you with all of this work at the moment? The next step for me, um, part of it is trying to figure out more about the physiology um, so I can more accurately model the control of the heart from the brain. So the physiology, that's the body itself. Tell us a wee bit about what, what does the physiology actually mean? Um, so the physiology is really what's happening like all the way down to the cell level. Right. And so I want to model, for example, there's a baroreceptor in our carotid artery which senses pressure and then it sends an electrical signal to the brain, to the brainstem, and that signal is, there's some operations that happen there, and then there's another electric signal sent to the heart, which then controls the heart. True. So you're sort of working on understanding that better so that you can program it better for your models. Is that right? Exactly, yeah. Cool, nice. This sounds like such interesting research. Who would eventually use this stuff? Would it be used in hospitals? Would doctors use it? Who would you sort of imagine as the, the target audience for using this? Yeah, ideally there'd be an automatic process that the doctor or the clinician could use to start a process of running lots of different simulations mm. to test out different... Um, treatments and then they could see the results from that and we could give it in a, uh, a um, output it in a clear way to understand and then that could inform their decision on the treatment for the patient. Far out. This sounds fascinating and uh, like you've got, you know, plenty to keep you occupied at the moment, Finbar. Thank you so much for chatting with us this morning about your research and best of luck with the next step. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on. That was Ready, Steady, Learn! Thanks to the University of Auckland, the best university.